is the Rad Podcast. Rad is both who I am, Rachel A. Dawson, and what I'm here to do. Share what I'm reading, that's the R, an action step, the A, and something to discuss for D. And let me just say, because you're listening into this episode, I think you're pretty rad too. Friends, it's episode three of the Rad Podcast. I feel like I'm starting to get in the rhythm and the groove of recording and writing these. It's been a blast. So thank you for listening in. First up today, let's talk about reading. Something you should know about me, lists motivate me like very little else does. Um, If you put a to-do list in front of me of any kind, I will crush it. Give me a list of goals to keep on my desk all month long. I will do my damnedest to achieve them all. I love lists. Like I will put things on lists just to cross them off, even if I've already done it. Shower, cross it off. Wake up, cross it off. Literally everything goes on the list. I love them. So when it comes to reading, one of the very best things that I do for myself is a reading challenge. I do one every year. I love them a lot. Um, There are some great ones out there, like honestly so many. Uh, I will share some of my favorites in the show notes. There's the Read Harder Challenge from Book Riot. Modern Mrs. Darcy does one. There are a ton to choose from, but I created my own a couple years ago and it's become such a fun thing. I have shared it on my blog the last couple of years, so other people have joined in, and it's just become a really cool little community around reading. I love rallying together with other readers and hearing what other people are reading for the different prompts that we choose. And again, it's a list, so I love crossing things off as I read different books that satisfy the different prompts. So this challenge that I've created is called a Rad Reading Challenge. You had to know that was coming. (laughs) It has 12 prompts, so it's about one a month. Or if you want to be crazy, do them all the first month. Really do it however works for you. Um, All of the prompts were voted on by my Bookstagram followers this year. I gave people some options and some polls, and we all kind of collectively decided the 12 prompts for this year's reading challenge. So it's really been fun to have it be a team effort. The most fun thing about the Rad Reading Challenge is that it truly encourages me to read more widely and diversely than I might have otherwise. You know how you kind of get in ruts with reading and you read, or maybe this is just me, I don't know, um, like a bunch of romance novels in a series together, or then you read a bunch of nonfiction in a row. And this is kind of a fun way to keep pushing yourself to diversify what you're reading. Um, the sense of satisfaction that you get from reading a book that fulfills one of the prompts and getting to cross it off the list is unbeatable. I love it. This year's prompts are really fun too. There's things like a book with a cover in your favorite color, a book recommended by someone older than you. My counselor recommended one for me, which I'm really excited to read. Um, there's a horror slash thriller read that's perfect for around Halloween. You get the idea. I've also been blogging some inspiration posts with, for these prompts too. So if you're stuck on one and you don't really know what to read, you can check those posts out on my website and hopefully find something that catches your eye. Those will keep rolling out in the months to come. So if you were looking for a way to spice up your reading life, I would love for you to join us for a rad reading challenge or find a different challenge online that works for you. 
I have crossed off three of my prompts so far, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. You can see the progress I've made in my story highlights on my bookstagram at All the Rad Reads. And again, everything you need to know about the Rad Reading Challenge can be found on my website. It's a list, and you will love it if you like lists like me. (laughs) Action. So here is a thing I believe with my whole heart. Art inspires art. Creativity fuels creativity and making spurs on making. So I want to challenge you today for action to engage with or experience some kind of beauty or art and then try your hand at making something in response. When I experience the work of someone else's hands and heart, whether it's a painting or a podcast, a song or a story, a movie or a meal, whatever it is, it changes me. It inspires me. It gives me new thoughts, new ideas, new energy. Seeing what someone else has made so often stirs up in me a desire to make something of my own. I'm literally sitting down to write these thoughts out because I was inspired listening to podcasts from two women that I admire, Tish Oxenreiter and Haley Morgan. I'll link both of their shows in the, in the show notes. I highly recommend checking them out. I recently went to a new-to-me museum in Washington, D.C. It was the National Museum of American History, if you're curious. And I was inspired by the detail and the precision that goes into planning a thoughtful and informational museum exhibit. I'm not quite sure how that inspiration will play out in the work I do on a day-to-day basis, except to say that I, too, want to be thoughtful about how I present information so it can be engaging, interesting, and helpful. I was recently working at work on a concept for a sermon series, and if you didn't know, I'm on staff at my church as the communications coordinator. I was inspired. I was browsing other churches in the Richmond area, and I saw some of the artwork that Emma Julian has created in her work at the chapel, which is another church here in town. Her designs were really fresh and fun. They were simple yet meaningful, trendy, but kind of timeless too. I actually played with a new design idea of my own after being inspired seeing her talent. And then last Saturday, I was at a creativity retreat all day and I learned from some brilliant friends of mine. I will link all the people that were involved in this retreat in the show notes. I highly recommend checking them out. They're dear friends, talented makers. You can't go wrong. But this retreat was all about creativity in general, and then there were some hands-on kind of creative workshops, too. I learned more about manual photography in one of the workshops and how to use my big DSLR camera that I've literally never taken out of the auto mode before. I also painted on a canvas and tried some new techniques I hadn't used before. In total honesty, I hated my final painting. But you know what? That's the beauty of creativity sometimes. The process is worth it, even if the outcome isn't what we had hoped. I got messy, I tried something new, I laughed along the way, and that is all worth it, even if my painting isn't a masterpiece, which, trust me, it isn't. So, all of this to say, I really, truly believe it. Art inspires art, creativity fuels creativity, and making spurs on making. So all of this talk, as I've been writing these notes out, reminds me of the work that Austin Kleon does. You probably have seen his little square book. It's called Steal Like an Artist. He has a couple others as well. The main concept in that Steal Like an Artist book, which I highly recommend reading, is that nothing is original. There's a quote in the Bible, nothing new under the sun. All creative work builds on what came before, he says. If we're free from the burden of trying to be completely original— 
we can stop trying to make something out of nothing, and we can embrace influence instead of running away from it. We know this is true, I think. We are the sum of our parts. We are influenced and impacted by everything we've experienced our whole lives. And whether we are fully aware of it or not, what we do and what we make carries parts and pieces from other things that have been done or made. The fun part is taking those influences and those things that have inspired us and those ideas from those who came before us and turning them into something of our own creation. We steal inspiration, thoughts, concepts, processes, etc., and we let that be the fuel for our own work. The point is not to copy, but to create. I love this T.S. Eliot quote that Cleon shared in the opening pages of his book. Immature poets imitate. Mature poets steal. Bad poets deface what they take. And good poets make it into something better, or at least something different. The good poet welds his theft into a whole feeling, which is unique, utterly different from that from which it was torn. I love that. Let's be good poets, good artists, good creatives and makers and doers, the ones who are inspired, who take good ideas, who experience good art, and then turn it into something uniquely our own. I've actually pulled together all the things that have been inspiring me lately, and I put them in the show notes. There's kind of a cool grid of inspiration pictures. I hope you'll take a look and just see, because it makes this podcast make a little bit more sense. I'd also love for you to comment on that post with a link to something that maybe has been inspiring you lately. Bonus points if you share how or what it's inspired you to do, make, or create in response. This is kind of an action slash discussion part of the podcast. And if you need some ideas for what kind of art to experience, here are a few. Try a new museum in town. Go for a walk in your neighborhood and keep your eyes open. Look up. Look down, look around, look closer, and go slow. Listen to a new Spotify playlist. Watch a new documentary. Check out a random book at the library or sit in a local bookstore and just browse for a while. Scroll on Pinterest or Instagram. Whatever you do, I hope you're inspired by the art you see. And I hope you get messy making something new, no matter how it may turn out. Remember, my painting from that conference this weekend is awful and still worth it. So here's to good art, making more good art, making more good art. Amen. Discussion. So I got to see Bob Goff in my city this past week. He is an author. He wrote the book Love Does and the book Everybody Always. You've probably seen something he's done or written or spoken about on social media somewhere. He came to Richmond to speak to a crowd of about 1,500 people and then came to the church where I work for a more intimate workshop the next morning. I have loved reading Bob's books and learning from him on different podcasts since I was in college and I first read Love Does. It was really fun to get to see him up close and in person. His Enneagram 7 energy is wild and also inspiring to me as a one. I go to seven in health, but I really kind of struggle to actually let go and be fun and spontaneous. But Bob is the epitome of love and action and of spontaneous adventure, and I love that about him. One thing he talked about at the workshop that really stuck with me was this idea of going spelunking in our own souls. 
I know that might sound a little weird, but he told the story of his home in Canada and how a man flew in by helicopter one day and asked to explore the ice cave on his property. Bob said he had no clue the cave even existed, but it turns out it went for miles underground. It's a really cool picture to me, and it resonated a lot with what I've been going through in my counseling journey. There have been times I've thought there was nothing there, or nothing underneath an emotion, or nothing behind a feeling. But when I've actually gone spelunking in my own soul, so to speak, I've realized that what's there goes far beyond what I ever knew. I love the idea that we can go diving deep down within ourselves and see what we find there. Isn't that just kind of a cool picture? He really encouraged us to go see what's down deep in our souls and then look at what's been written on the walls down there and question whether it's true. For me, I found that there are so many things deep down within me, these things written on the so-called walls of the caves of my soul, and these things aren't true, but I've believed them for years and I've lived like they were. Things like, my hair is too big and I have to straighten it to be pretty, or I have to be perfect in order to be loved, or I'm not athletic, I'm the artsy one. So this is both an action and just me discussing, but I'd encourage you to spend some time this week and go spelunking in your own soul. If you need some questions or prompts to maybe ask yourself or get the ball rolling, I'll try to link some in the show notes that might be helpful. I bet you'll be surprised if you just take some time to listen and get curious and explore and see what you find in the caves underneath the surface within yourself. Well, friends, that's it for episode three of the podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast in whatever app you like to listen to. Mine is Overcast. Um, And don't miss future episodes. If you're subscribed, they'll all come straight to you. And even better, if you want to go above and beyond, I would love for you to rate and review this show too. It's a really massive way to help the Rad Podcast grow, and it would mean the world to me. All right, before you go, I want to leave you with a benediction of sorts. May you have the courage to go spelunking in your own soul. May your headlamp be bright. May your tether hold fast. And may you have all the tools in your arsenal that you need for the journey. May you know that whatever you find buried deep within is not a secret to your maker. And you are no less loved afterward than you were before and during the journey. May you have the bravery to question the feelings and the lies you find written on the walls of your heart. And may sweet and gentle words of truth take their place. You are a warrior. Each step that you take and each inch you explore is worth it. You are doing hard and holy things, and I am cheering you on. You are dearly, dearly loved, and I am grateful you are here. Until next time, stay rad, friends. The mix and music for this episode were created by my talented brother, Drew Dawson. You can find his music on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Dawson Music underscore. Be sure to check him and his workout. To find me online, I'm at Rachel A. Dawson on Twitter and Instagram, and my bookstagram is at all the rad reads. For everything else, find me at RachelADawson.com.